gentlemen, we are back again for a week 11 edition of the Sunday card here on Spotify, here on Apple Pod, here on Google Pod, here on Sports Country Radio. If you're listening there, that is a good place to listen to. I will say that. Dan Zapano, Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silberth, comeback week. You bet your ass it was a comeback week in week 10. Who, Matty? Three and two weeks for the both of us. Close calls to get to four and one or five and oh, couple of close ones there. Did not get it, but it is a winning week nonetheless. Oh, and by the way, producer Lou is back, which is the best thing to have in the world. When you have a producer, the quality of Lou, and you're missing him for two weeks, it just the show just goes way better when he's on. It really does. It goes smoother. Lewis, it is good to see your edged up face. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, since I've been gone, the Jets haven't been doing so well, but thank you. I appreciate all of the accommodations, everything of the sort. It's a, I appreciate it. Hello, Matt. Hi. How are you? It's very good. It's very good. When are they doing well, Lou? When are they? Is the real question. <laughs> Not since 2012 when we had Mark Sanchez and some even questioned it then. So I don't even know. I have no clue. It probably was sometime around Vinny Testaverde. Living, yeah. reliving the old Chad Pennington, Vinny Testaverde, early 2000s games when the Patriots and Jets actually used to go to war and that didn't pretend in that in that 09-10 series. Um, it is good to have you back. Matthew, pretty good week, my friend. Pretty good week, three and two. Um, again, with the money line parlay, what are you going to do? But not a bad week from your boy or from you. Uh, I believe Mr. Cam Newton said it best. Uh, we're back, uh, back in the winning, back for a winning week for us. Uh, all, three of our shared four, uh, four picks from last week did end up hitting. So, um, you know, feeling better about mind melds. I feel like there's a little bit of times when we are worried about mind melding that it doesn't go so well, but three out of the four, obviously increasing our chances when we have that many, we both didn't hit our, uh, our extra kicker to maybe set ourselves mm. uh, aside from each other as we sit with even records so far this year, we are still dead even. Yeah. You want to talk about mind meld. That is definition of it. The fact that we're dead, even the fact that we hit three of our four, that was on the mind meld. Um, and we can go through that right now, really quick, just to recap um, the one that we lost. We'll do the losers first since there were less of them. Denver, what a stinker. And the, the audacity, the ridiculous, what a, what a piss poor effort there from Teddy B he couldn't just lay down on the tracks and 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 take one for the team. Like, holy crap, that was the worst amount of effort I've ever seen. Yeah, I I, I hollered at my television when that happened. I was just like, because he, I mean, it was he just like ducked his shoulder. Like it's like he's walking by a guy in like the mall, like crowded high school hallway. He was like, oh excuse me, like let me get away from here. Like he wanted no part of it, which is just just brutal. That play, it's like you know. You get there in a heavy set. So as soon as Darius Slay gets it, he's the fastest guy in the field. And it's just, ugh, that was horrible. Totally changed the momentum of the game. There are no words as you sent me in a text message for something like that. That was yeah. absolutely freaking brutal. Both of our number ones lose and not only lose, but lose very badly. I stepped in it bad with the Raiders. I mean, I did. I step in a cow pie. Holy crap. I mean, the Mahomes just absolutely lay in wood. So I'll, I'll give it up to that. The Chiefs got me. They got my goat. No harm in that. But boy, did you step in it too, my friend. <laughs> oh, man. I, at least, you know, at, at the Browns got hammered. But at least, you know, you call, you call me. I give you out Ramondre Stevenson as a start for fantasy. That pretty, did pretty good. That Ramondre Stevenson call was great. I was working through it. I mean, I, I am in like running back hell as everybody is in fantasy football and fighting for my life. Got to win out and the million things to happen. So uh, Ramondre Stevenson was a home run. The Browns were not a home run. They, um, man, I don't know. They are a part of a group of, of so many teams in the NFL that I just don't know where they stand anymore. They, they have quote unquote good wins. They have quote unquote like bad losses or good losses. Like the parody amongst the NFL right now is it just doesn't make sense. You can't look back and say this beat team beat this team. So they should be this team. Like, Everybody is any given Sunday this year. It's a true any given Sunday kind of season. Let me read you a stat. This was a tweet from Adam Schefter on November 14th. For the second consecutive week, four teams, Carolina, Miami, Minnesota, and Washington, entered week five at 500 or below winning percentage and defeated a team that began the week in first place or tied for first. There have been eight of these wins 
the past two weeks. That is the most in weeks nine through 10 since 1970. It is an insane, insane amount of parity going on in the National Football League, especially in the AFC. Nobody knows anything. Um, by the way, every team in the AFC West lost on Sunday, except the Chiefs. So now the Chiefs are back. I'm not really sure. Um, but the winners, our winners was really good. Um, obviously, Carolina, easy, outright, took the money line as well, as I told you. Yes, sir. New, yeah, that was an easy one. New Orleans with an absolute steal of a cover. That was massive uh, at the end with the two-point conversion and, and not hitting that. Would have liked the money line, but what are you going to do? And then Dallas was the easiest one. Blowout, blowout, blowout. That was nice to just sit back and relax on that. Yeah, we had two that were just absolute coast away winners, but the sweat from New Orleans was enough to make up for the other two because, man, that game was just, woo, what, what, what a fourth quarter, what a second half in that game, man. That was nuts. Obviously, horrible officiating all over the place. Oh, I mean, everything, everything working against the Saints, fumbling the kickoff. Uh, and I texted you in the moment when, when the Titans picked up a first down after they fumbled the snap, kicked it forward and recovered it, I was like, everything is going against the saints right now. It was, we were destined to lose that game and they get the cover on two and a half because they missed two extra points. What a freaking game that was. That was wild. The worst roughing the passer penalty ever called in the history of the game. Probably uh, was that one right there, especially on a momentum shift, like the interception. Um, mm-hmm. So we go three and two, by the way, under the weathers are absolutely steaming. The colder it gets, the hotter I am right now. These are like so, so, like snow, Lambo, two quarterbacks, one coming off COVID, the other with freaking nails in his thumb. Forget about it. As they say, uh, as they say up in Jersey, forget about it. Forget about it. You are getting getting dialed in. Danny Dopplers is uh, locked in on the weather report. <laughs> Might have to, you know, apply to me a meteorologist on one of these news networks the way it's going right now and we have a ton of weather by the way on sunday especially in the great lakes area so we'll get to that after uh before we get to the picks this week another little segment here i'm calling the path the path works this way i got a random nfl team generator we're going to pick the team whatever the the algorithm picks we'll pick I got the master schedule, and we're going to pick the wins, losses for the rest of the year for that team. It is week number 11, so what do we have? Most of these teams now have, what, seven, eight games to go here. Uh, Most teams have played at least nine games. So let's pick the rest of the year. Let's start with the NFL generator. Are you ready, Matt? I don't know how this is going to go. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. All right, the first team up is – it works. Ooh, this is a good one. The Indianapolis Colts are the first team that has that has showed up. We'll do two or three of these. Um, so Indianapolis, we're going to pick the rest of their games, and I want to see where you are. What Indianapolis is what right now? Five and four, five and five, five and four, five and four. So let's see where they end sorry, up. Okay, five and five and five. You are right. Five and five, five and five. Here are the rest of their games, and we'll just go down the line. And you say win or loss. Okay, you ready? Ready. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Sorry. Ready. I'm. I'm. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm. I'm locked in. Trying You're to figure good. this You're out. You're good. All right. At Buffalo. Win. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't want to. I don't really want to pick the games. This no. Week. I, feel like, I feel like we're getting no. Ahead of no. 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 Are we revealing things? Are we revealing things? Potentially. Uh, potentially. We're gonna pick it through. All right. I have that as a loss, but that's fine. Tampa Bay at home. Loss. Loss. I agree. Houston on the road. Win. After the bye week, I agree. It's also a win. After the bye week at home against New England. Win. That's a loss. Uh, (laughs) At at Arizona. Uh, Win. I think I'll give that to him. Home against Vegas. It's a win. I agree. And at Jacksonville. To win. Okay, so that's a win. So what did you have? Like two or three losses here? Uh, I think I had two. So two. I think right, I let's also... we'll, we'll switch. We'll give the Bills as a loss. That's yeah. That'd be two. Okay. Okay. Uh, if we go two, I, I think I had two as well. So finishing just about you know what ten and seven. Ten Does and that, seven. You think that gets them into the playoffs? 
Probably in the AFC, right? Yeah, just the way it's been going right now. Let's do uh, just a couple more here real quick. The next team on the list, we're staying in the AFC South. Tennessee Titans are the next team on the list. Oh, you are setting this up. I am not setting this up. I swear. I I have a random generator. Total random. (laughs) This is hilarious. Okay. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Let's go. uh, We'll start this week. Home against the Texans. Win. Win. At New England. Loss. I'm going to go win. I'm going to go win. After the bye at home against the Jags. Win. That's a win. That's a bye. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, like we could predict the future of the NFL this year, Dan. We're 50%. That's true. It's true. At Pittsburgh. Uh, that's a that's a loss. Loss. Yeah, I agree. That's a loss. San Francisco at home. Win. Win. Miami, actually, I'm going to give that a loss. I'm going to give them a loss against San Francisco. Miami at home. Mm, Win. It's a win, and Houston on the road. Probably a win. Win week 17. They'll probably have it wrapped up. It could be a loss. It could be a loss with, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that puts us, I think I gave them, if I give them Houston, uh, I would, and and week 17, three more losses for them. They're eight and two right now. So I put them at 12 and five. That obviously is going to get them. Can I get them a number one seed? Do you think? Uh, I mean, they're right up there. They they just, I mean, they're tied for it right now, right? With, eight and two. Uh, I don't think anybody Buff- else is eight. Is anybody else? Oh eight wow, and two? yeah. Buffalo's only six and three. Um, yeah, I'm thinking NFC teams. Yeah, though no, they have they have first place locked up right now, so it, it is theirs to lose. And not a ton of people super close either. Like I said, you got Baltimore and Buffalo both with six wins. This is going to go down the stretches. AFC is just totally, totally nuts. So um, I, I think I think you're right. I think this could be coming down right to the last week of the season. Maybe they do play hard against Houston. I don't know, um, but we'll see. All right, let's do one more, and then we'll get into the picks. Here we go. I, I'm not doing the Jets. Forget that. Um, loss, <laughs> loss, 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 loss. Done. Sorry, Lou. Um, come on, man. Mike White, Joe Flacco. Come on, man. <laughs> Joe Flacco, yeah. the third starting. Like, can I get a Joe Flacco number 19 Jets jersey? Like, why would you bother? Don't waste the money. No, that money. is a that is a relic. No one Dan, will have Dan, Dan, I'm not even getting a Zach Wilson jersey. Don't waste it. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. not a waste of money for me. Total boom. Total boom. Get your Mac, get your Mac Jones jersey. Get your Mac. No, no, no. Jersey. Uh, that, that's that's already good. It's, that's already in the that's already in like it's coming in it still hasn't come in since november but the joe flacco number 19 jersey that'll be like an nft that'll be like so so great <laughs> and so expensive i, I, I really i really want the mark ingram 14 that one yeah that one's still blowing my mind when i said <laughs> that that's confusing as hell okay the random team generator generates oh the dallas cowboys okay oh, there you go so maddie ice loves this one here um Let's see what we got. All right, let's start with this week at Kansas City. Loss. Loss. Uh, I'll give him a win. Let me give him a win. Uh, Vegas at home. Thanksgiving win. Yeah, you got yeah. Thanksgiving got to win that game. They'll do it at New Orleans. I oh man, that's a win. Win. They've historically done well there. At Washington. This this feels like a, maybe a sneaky loss. Maybe in division. They got a lot of division games. They have four division games down the stretch. It just feels like they're not going to win out in them. So I'll give Washington a win. I'll, I'll give I'll give a I'll give the win to Dallas there, but the next week at the Giants is where I think the Dallas Cowboys trip up their third consecutive road game and in division. At the Giants in December, I think they lose that game. Yeah, that's fair. So I'll, I'll go win. I'll just say the Washington wins. Okay. Washington at home, back, two out of three. Yeah. Um, Cowboys win. Cowboys win. I think they sweep Washington. Arizona at home in December, week 17. Woof. Uh, we're all the way in January here. Um, January. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to count that as a win. I'm going to go loss. I think Arizona beats him late in the year. And then at Philly. Loss. 
Wasp only because they might have the division wrapped up. Could win. You know, I'll give them the win because they might be fighting for a seed. So that gives them two more losses. And right now, Dallas has lost, what, three games so far this year? Uh, I think I think we got them with three because we said Chiefs. So Chiefs. Oh, that's, I didn't say Chiefs. So. Oh, I, okay. All right. All right. Whatever. So I, I have them with two more losses, which I think gets them to, what, 12 and five or something like that. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be it. Okay. Pretty interesting. I'm pretty sure that would probably get them at least a two seed and they're going to have a home game anyway, because nobody's challenging them in the division. So interesting little game right there. We'll, we'll maybe play that later on down the line. Maybe when there's like four or five games left as well. So um, got that AFC South in, but as we go along week number 11, it is time for the picks. Let us begin. Shall we? Number five, Maddie, since we tied, you had won the week before, so you get to pick or you get to punt. I, I was going to give you the under-the-weather tiebreaker oh. uh, and, and let you decide. Okay, fair enough. Gentlemen, gentlemen's game, gentlemen's game. Uh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick first. Let's see if maybe, I can steal, steal some more picks. I see. Maybe I just wanted to say anything the rest of the show like last time. <laughs> Four mind melds last week, which was incredible. Um, you know, I told you Dallas was going to beat Kansas City, so I might as well have them on the list, right? I think they're the number five pick in the number five pick here, just like last week. The Dallas Cowboys were the five pick last week for us. They're the five pick for this for this week as well. Um, Dallas is a two and a half point dog at Kansas City. And the reason, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure why. I'll tell you what, that Denver game that Dallas played, that was a pothole that didn't pop any tires for the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I would say. Get it. Pothole Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but let me tell you this, Dallas, their defense is why they're going to win this game. They are a top five DVOA and expected points added defense this year. It's really actually incredible. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more here offensively or defensively as well. They are fourth in the league in opponents passer rate, fourth in the league in opponents passer rate. They are third down defense. They are, um, they are third in that category in third down defense. Kansas city is the number one rated offense when it comes to third down offense. And they've been playing teams that have been horrible against uh, on third down. Um, if you also look at the offensive production for Dallas, obviously it's huge. Look, they're coming off of a huge, huge, easy win at home. Now they go on the road. This is fade the Sunday night team that won big time in prime time. Everybody saw Kansas City. They're back. They're back. They're back. Kansas City continues to not play anybody on defense. If you look at the passer ratings of the last of the three quarterbacks they played the last three weeks, Derek Carr is 13th in passer rating, 97.3. Daniel Jones is 24th. At 87.4. Uh, and then you have Jordan Love. So and I don't need to speak about Jordan Love. So Dak Prescott uh, is number one in passer rating in the entire league. He's got a 110.8 passer rating. I don't understand really why Kansas City is favored in the game. I get it because they're at home, yes. But Dallas is a different animal. I mean, just a different animal. People think that Kansas City is back and has all these things. Dallas hasn't won in Kansas City since 2009. I think that is a big motivating factor. These two teams have played each other. Um, History with these two teams, obviously the Chiefs are the original Dallas team. They were the Dallas Texans. So I think that plays into it a little bit with this semi kind of weird rivalry. Also Dallas point differential. They are number four in point differential plus 89 in point differential. They are just blowing teams out of the water when they win. Um, Look, to me, this is Dallas flexing muscle. Dallas flexing muscle on the road. I think they've been a better road team historically over the past few years anyway. And I just don't believe Kansas City's back. They're not back for me at all. So it was close. It was closer than I thought the number would be, but I got Dallas still plus two and a half. This is, I told you before we recorded that there's like a handful of games I have that I'm just like kind of back and forth on. And this is one, like, this is, I mean, obviously this is the big game of the week. Um, and for me, what's kind of keeping me off is, is I was reading an article on PFF and just, just talking about, obviously, you know, Chiefs were able to exploit the Raiders defense last week. Raiders defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, 
learn that system from Dan Quinn, the Dallas defensive coordinator. So they're going to be playing the same kind of system, kind of system, cover one, cover, you know, go ahead. It's a lot go of, ahead. can I, can I just speak on that? It's, it's a lot of cover three is what, yep. is what the Raiders run. And that what's what Dan Quinn used to run, but Dan Quinn has really changed it up this year. You know, I have to give him credit for that, especially last week against Atlanta. They mix in a lot more man schemes than they do zone schemes. Um, more in particular, they run a lot more cover one and cover two, not as much cover three, because cover three is a whole different animal. So, you know, with that, you run a lot of zone like that, it's prone for Kansas City to rip that thing apart. But when you're playing cover two under, cover two man, I think that that actually has really helped helped teams uh, and, and playing those two high safeties back. You know what I yeah. mean? That, 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 I mean, we heard Collinsworth all night talk about that. Yeah, that I mean, that's what everybody's been playing is like that cover two shell is how I keep hearing all over the place as far as people uh, breaking down what's working against teams like Kansas City and and Green Bay. Um, And, and, you know, that's the thing. I think kind of what we saw out of Mahomes last week, like, you know, got Kelsey back involved and working underneath. And and it wasn't so much like the big deep shots I felt like out of of them um, because he's still not really hitting those at at as high of a percentage as he has throughout his career notoriously. So. I don't know. I think maybe they might have, I, I really do think that they might have looked at what they've been doing wrong and made a change. And it's still, I'm, I guess I'm still on that side that I think, you know, Chiefs might have found a little something. It's not like, how, is it hard to believe they get back to putting up 40 points a game as far as offensively? Even the beginning of the season, their offense has been good. They just had some efficiency problems kind of the last four or five weeks. And, and this just feels the number is another bad number for me as far as that two and a half. Again, it just gives me bad feelings. I think. It's hard to pin this either side as a public team. These are the two most public teams you could probably find. I just think the Cowboys are going to – people are going to look at the Cowboys, get in a number, and just be all over it. And I don't know. I just kind of – I think I'm leaning Chiefs on this one. I do agree with that. I do agree with that part. It's like hanging a two-and-a-half. But the hanging the two-and-a-half is like, like, oh, Kansas City at home by a field goal and maybe begging you to take that two-and-a-half. That's where my mind goes. But I can also see your mind saying Dallas getting points. People are going to jump all over that. So it is a real pretzel that like yeah. it's Bavarian. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is with salt and hot mustard on it. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one, this one throws me. I mean, this is there's a reason that there's only uh, three games at four o'clock because everybody should be watching this game. It's going to be a great game. Maddie, number five. Number five. Oh, boy. I just I love stepping in counters. We're back <laughs> at it again. We're going to take the Minnesota Vikings plus two and a half at home against the Green Bay Packers. I, I The Packers just keep rolling with the punches. They just keep, they end up with Russell Wilson played the worst game of his NFL career, probably last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of overthrows and misthrows and everything. I mean, clearly, you know, being like 20 degrees out there when you have probably, he probably could barely feel his fingertips after again, getting those pins and everything removed from it. So, um, Again, this is just a fade on, on a trend. I feel like it's just they've covered so many in a row that we just got to stay on it. I'm just – I'm keep losing, and we're going to stick with it. Minnesota, you know, good defense can get home. You know that Rodgers has been uh, one of the worst quarterbacks under pressure. He just hasn't been pressured recently. The offensive line's been together. But just really hoping that Minnesota's defense can come up um, and play well. It's hard to know what I'm going to get out of them, though. They are the most inconsistent team in the NFL from half to half, within a game, from quarter to quarter. So this this is really just Green Bay covering eight in a row. Minnesota, divisional opponent, always play close games themselves, getting two and a half. Uh, will you give me three on this? Because I really like this. I probably can guarantee we'll hit three by the weekend. I'll take the two and a half. I'm not going to make, I want to buy the hook right now, Dan, but I know that's not, that's not, a, that's not part of the rules of the game. So I will take the two and a half. I can almost guarantee it'll be three by the time on Sunday. Well, the reason I can't give you the two and a half is because it's also in mine. So I, we're mind, mind melding. So mind I'm gonna, melt. we're back. I'm, I'm going to be an honorable man and take the two and a half as well. It was my number two, but I'll move it to number four because I have nothing to say about this game. This game is so evenly matched. Mm-hmm. And uh, Minnesota's at home. That's the only thing that makes me feel kind of comfortable. They're also a home dog, which Mike makes me feel a little bit more comfortable as well. Um, but but here's the problem. Injuries. Both sides have major injuries. Minnesota's missing Daniil Hunter. He's out for the year. Michael Pierce may not play in this game. Anthony Barr may not play in this game for Minnesota. That scares me to death. 
But Green Bay is missing Aaron Jones. They're missing Whitney Merciless. He's out for the year. Rashawn Gary may not play in this game. He had another big sack again on, again on Sunday against the Seahawks. So much just – we don't even know who's playing in, this, in, in these two games in terms of interior linemen and defensive linemen. Like, that's a big deal when you're talking about a game this closely matched. But you're right. We have to play against the, the – the, uh, the, we have to play with the regression. That's what we have to play with. Minnesota is the only team in the league that in every game this year, they have led by seven points. That's I heard that last week on the broadcast. That is crazy. Talk. And they have a losing record. That is crazy to me. That is banana land. So to me, something has to give. Minnesota has gotten no bounces. Green Bay has gotten all of them. By the way, four of their five losses have come as four points or fewer. But in this matchup, nine of the last 13 times, the dog has covered in this matchup. So I'm going to go Minnesota. I'm going to take the points, home divisional dog, stick to the principles, stick to the guns, blow your horns. And this is, this is a little cherry on top that could hopefully come to help us. Mason Crosby, kick. Yeah, I think everybody kind of knows he's in the woes. 66% on his field goal percentage this year. 66% with a short spread like that. And you got a kicker missing field goals on the other side. Gives me a little, little more help, little extra confidence in this pick. This game reminds me of that Saints Titans game last week. That's oh, this is exactly that Saints Titans game last week. This game reminds it, me of, you know, Green Bay's offense too. This is another one. Speaking of how like low scoring that one, five of the last six games, Green Bay has not uh, scored more than 26 points. The offense is slowing down. And I think Aaron Jones is going to be as good as AJ Dillon is for like a replacement level. He has been such a huge part of that offense as far as, you know, everything that he does and he brings to them. So I think it's going to show a little bit. The Vikings need to a protect the quarterback, which they've done a great job. They are the best team in the NFL in protecting the quarterback. They've only given up 12 sacks this year and that will help them Packers. If they're missing guys on the defensive front, that's going to really hurt them. The only problem is Bakhtiari might be back for the Packers this week. So they may win on the offensive line. Like, it's a whole just this this game is a like I said, this is this is a mind meld, but it's a mind pretzel at the same time. There's no question about that. Number four for you, Maddie. Or number three. Number four? Number four. Number four for me. Um I mean it's another team. I feel like I've I've got two teams on my mortal enemy list now, my lifetime rival. My new one is Tennessee Titans. We are we are aiming to take down two Titans of football this year, this week. And one of them being the Titans of Tennessee out of Nashville. Uh, we are going to take the Houston Texans plus 10 and a half. We, we, we bet on our man Tyrod coming back first game. We made her a little over eager. Did not look great that game through three interceptions. Very unlike him, though. Very, very, you know, his track record isn't turning the ball over a ton. Uh, and I just, I, I think this is another one. We've seen these big spreads, you know, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, Dallas, Arizona, in the last few weeks all going down outright to some dogs. I, I mean, I have absolutely sprinkling a little bit on the money line here because what has been getting Tennessee by is their defensive line. I just, and this feels like a game to me if they're, you know, and, and the line, those guys getting home, it's all about effort. It's all about being juiced up. And I think if there's a game that they're kind of coming back home to Tennessee, or I guess they were at home last week, but you know, they're home in Tennessee feeling comfortable and, and maybe just let Houston come in and maybe they sleepwalk this first half a little bit, you know, don't, don't get it going as well. The juice isn't going as much for uh, to go against Houston. Um, and also Tyrod, Tyrod's legs should be able to get him out of the pocket a little bit more. They have Tennessee has been susceptible to running quarterbacks um, this year. They've given up 20 rushing yards to I think five quarterbacks this year. So I think Tyrod will have the ability to escape the pocket, get away from Jeffrey Simmons and Landry and those guys. And, and then maybe make some plays on the fly. So uh, nothing much to talk good about on the Texans outside of Tyrod Taylor and Brandon Cooks. Um, but again, this is a lot of points in you know, a divisional game. Uh, these last two times, last two times these teams have met, they've been shootouts. They've been unbelievably yep. crazy games. Uh, they Tennessee has won both, but they won 41 to 38 and 42 to 36. So staying within that 10 and a half pretty comfortably, obviously Texans are a different animal of bad team this year, but um, I just think 10 and a half here. And again, I'm going against the Titans who are just, just the league's sweetheart. 
Let us continue. Mind meld USA. Here we go again. <laughs> we need a we need a sound. We need a drop for this. Yeah, like some we, electricity. We, we do. We do. So mega. Like, is there a mega mind uh, clip yeah. that we can pull? Yeah, like Pinky in the Brain or something like that. Yeah. Chief, mate, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. The Pinky and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain. Uh, Houston plus 10 and a half. I'll give you some good stuff about Houston. Houston has been playing much better on defense. Their passing defense has been uh, much, much better. And, and I'll give you something. Tennessee, 18th in DVOA this year as a team. 18th. They are the most overrated. They are the Steelers from last year. That's mm. what they are. Let me, let me repeat that. They are the worst 11 and 0 team slash eight and two team ever. <laughs> that's, that's what they are. They are last, they are this year's Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Tennessee, five games have been decided by a field goal or less in these Tennessee games. They've won four of those five games. I mean, just like the Packers. I mean, there's mm-hmm. gotta be some regression also. Houston, with Tyrod Taylor in two and a half games, has scored 60 points on offense in two and a half games. The other seven and a half games, they've only scored 68 points. Like, Tyrod Taylor makes a huge difference. Um, Seven of the last ten meetings between these two teams have been within ten points. Four of the last five in Tennessee have been within ten points. But we must protect the tie god. We must protect him because Houston has allowed 10 sacks in two games. That cannot happen. That's the issue. And Tennessee's getting after the quarterback. They have 27 sacks this year. That's going to be the whole game. Get Tyrod protected. You've had two weeks to prepare for this team. They don't have Henry. Julio is still banged up. Let them sleepwalk. Let them dread and go in there. I will be shocked if this is not in your money line for life. But I don't want to give anything away. Well, I say, if I haven't given it away enough already with the top of the show, with the schedule, yes, they're in the money. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go big game hunting. Okay, big game hunting. We need those big dogs. Big dogs. Um, I love it. So that's my number three. I don't love my number two, but I'm going to let you do your number three first. Well, I hate my number three. This, for me, is... I'm just, again, I feel like I'm either just fading the same team or I'm betting on the same team. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks as a home divisional dog Ooh. plus two and a half against Arizona. I, this is a line expecting Kyler to play. And I don't know if Kyler's going to play And the general feeling is that, you know, he's got this ankle injury. They have the bye next week. The, uh, someone highlighted that the Rams losing on Monday night is a massive, you know, advantage for them to say this win isn't necessarily so, I mean, every win's important and, you know, a lot of coaching staff aren't going into games just saying we can lose this one, but if they want to get Kyler healthy for the playoff run and which they're clearly destined for, uh, I feel like he might sit out another game. So I just think getting the two and a half now, um, this line should close, uh, you know, possibly a Seahawks a favorite, especially, you know, if Kyler's out, I expect the Seahawks to close as a favorite. And again, that was just Russ's worst game of his NFL career last year, Mm -hmm. last week. Um, Again, I really think that the cold probably affected the throwing hand. Not going to be exactly balmy in Seattle this week. It's going to be about 45 degrees, but it is not the uh, frozen tundra of Lambeau Field um, and all the elements that they have to deal with out there. So I think Russ coming home, um, and again, Kingsbury's got this kind of, if you look at his splits from the first half of the season to the second half of the season, he is just significantly, he starts to fall apart. I don't know if it's from his his lack of changing anything, teams figure him out, his lack of creativity, but um, his, his record in the second half of the season against the spread is much, much worse than he is in the first half of the season. So um, I will continue to fade Cliff. And again, I just hoping I'm getting some good closing line value, getting this at two and a half. I mean, this game is really hard because again, there's so many unknowns, DeAndre, Kyler, like, you know, if, if you're making this line for Kyler, what is it? Three and a half right now? Three, two, two and a half. Two, it's already down to two and a half. So people are betting Seattle um, because that, that was much, that was higher earlier. So it's just so hard because Arizona has never backed down to Seattle, especially out there. Like they have usually been a real issue. And, and to me and my numbers, this was one of the biggest 
uh, and I'm going against my numbers because I don't like this game because I can't tell who the quarterback is, but this was one of the biggest spreads. This is an extreme ends game. I, 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 we had Arizona minus 12 in this game yeah. uh, for the extreme ends. And, and that is what is scaring me about this game. Is just, it doesn't make any sense for, for Arizona to be that big of a favorite. And but, now they're two and a half. It's like, man, you know, Seattle, what are they? I kind of said they were done before Russ came back and now he loses another big game. Like this is a tough two game stretch, tough two game stretch. It's it just Seattle. Again, they have three wins so far. Like I just, we know that they're better than the, like Pete Carroll era, Russell Wilson era. They like, again, we, we both took, I believe it was nine and a half or 10 wins. Cause it's just, that's mm-hmm. what they, they always hit that mark. And not really, like if they went out, they could still hit that mark. Our future's not dead on that one yet. I was thinking about that today. So it, it, this just feels like, a, a, again, a gritty Russell Wilson win, especially even if a lack of Kyler. And if Kyler plays with a bum ankle, we saw how he is when he's living on mobi- mobility. He's not the same player. He needs his legs to be the efficient quarterback that he is and to be the dynamic quarterback that he is. So, yeah. um, and, and think about it just to, I know that your system, the reason I think it's that big is because it's just pulling team stats. So we're not factoring in Kyler not playing and the fact that Seattle stats are all without Wilson playing for the past four weeks. So I think that's going to, that would, you know, if we were able to change the variables because of that, I think we're much closer to what the spread is now. Right. Exactly. And I mean, in some ways it is closer just because Gino and Colt McCoy have played basically the same amount of games. So there is that element. Seattle has been falling in my power rankings and as have the Cardinals a little bit. So you know, I think they've both kind of stayed the course of where they are. And Arizona is a better team, but this situation, sometimes you got to look at the situation, especially late in this year. Um, so I'm not going to go with my numbers this week. I'm going to, I'm going to probably, I may, may put Seattle in my leans. I'm not sure yet. Um, this next one, number two, I just, I feel like I'm really stepping in it. Because it feels like, what am I doing? Are we just like, walking around a farm right now, stepping cow pies all over the place? I, I think we are. Like, I'm down here in, like, Farmville, Virginia, which is a real place, by the way. Um, literally, I'm just playing around in, in the mud with the pigs because I'm taking the Saints plus one and a half at, at Philly. I, I don't love it, but I, I feel like – especially yeah you smell it you smell it especially because last year this was such a freaking terrible loss for the saints in philly and philly upset them in their building and now they're going to philadelphia i just think coaching matters like coaching matters in this league does it not and we got sirianni versus sean payton like that's gotta matter but here's why I also think this matters. Philadelphia is running the ball at a blistering pace, blistering pace. Their first seven games, they ran the ball 23 carries per game. The last three games, they've upped the ante to 41 carries per game on average. And that's insane numbers, insane. But here's the difference. The last four weeks, Philadelphia has faced these rush DVOA defenses. Denver, who is 23rd in rush DVOA. Vegas, 16th in rush DVOA. Detroit, 29th in rush DVOA. The Chargers, 32nd in rush DVOA. The Saints are number one in rush DVOA. (laughs) And this is where I think the Saints defense wins them this game. It's a game that's going to be tight, and we're going to keep riding that trend of Sean Payton off of a loss. Since 2006, 54 and 30, 64%. 3-0 this season off of a loss, ATS. Got to go Saints. Philly, uh, they haven't won in Philadelphia since 2014. I think this is the time. Motivation, it is such a bad historical spot for the Saints because Philly owns them. But I like the Saints this week very reluctantly. The only thing that makes me nervous, the kicking game. Saints missed two extra points last week. Now they're going into Philly. Jake Elliott is a unit when it comes to kicking. He's very, very good for the Eagles. But I'm going to take the Saints. Let the mind melding continue. Are we are we the same person now, Dan? I think we are just Oh boy. Yeah. No, I mean, I like this one. I I do like this one. I said you could rewind to last week's show and, and we ran through Dan gave a little bit as far as the Sean Payton off the loss. I mean, it 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 applies the same. You know, we it's 
we had a beautiful spot where, again, we didn't hit the money line parlay, but we get to follow a trend board where we, we cover against the spread last week, still get a loss. And now we get to follow that same trend again. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you, and you hit the nail on the head with the rushing. I mean, the, the rushing play percentage for the Eagles of, of the past few weeks have been like 60 to 65% rush plays. Like, and, and watching that Denver game last week, it was Jalen hurts and just the running game. That was gashing Denver all over the place. It was, it was, they were destroying him with it. So Saints being able to just not have to over, you know, not have to really have a ton of guys in the box to stop the run because of how big their defensive line is. Guys, you know, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport. Like, this is where the Eagles don't have an offensive line advantage in this game. It's it's an even match, but it's the Eagles don't have a significant offensive line advantage over the other team, which they've had, especially when they're running the ball this much. And and we saw it early in the season where Sirianni was trying to get the pass working. It worked against the Falcons week one. And then weeks after that, they were still trying to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And then as soon as Miles Sanders got hurt, they decided to run the ball more. Um, and so I kind of, again, like you said, coaching, I see Sirianni just ramming his head into the wall here and just saying, nope, we're running the ball team. Now we're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And I, I just don't know if it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work mm-hmm. at all. So, um, you know, I just think if Saints can control time of possession more, um, that's kind of how you can really wear down this Eagles defense, uh, which, which again, it's, it's Sean Payton too. He's starting to get much more creative with his play calling with these guys that he's, you know, with the limited talent that he's got right now. So hopefully Kamara back, he, he put in a limited practice on Wednesday. Uh, so Kamara comes back. That's obviously a huge, their best dynamic piece on offense. So uh, yeah, I am with you on the Saints this week, plus one and a half. So that is uh we're now that is three, three. three again. Yes, yes. So um, we're tapering it back a little bit. We don't know yet because we could have the same number one, but we'll find out here. Um, I also like how the Saints are resting their offensive linemen. I think they need to do that for this game. They have historically gotten their asses kicked by Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and guys like that, Derek Barnett. I, I think that this week is a good week to rest the lineman for at least half the week and then go right into it. Um, my number one would have been the Patriots because that was the highest total one, but they're playing Thursday night. So we're not going to pick that game. Um, but, but since your number two, obviously is new Orleans or number one or number two, whatever it was, number two, it is time. Number one pick. And to me, Picks sometimes are about picking on people. You got to pick on this team, pick on that team. And I am picking on the Detroit Lions this week. Give me the Browns minus 10. It is a massive spread, but I love the Browns this week. I love the Cleveland Browns. I need to start getting in work. This team got their absolute ass handed to them by Belichick and the Patriots on that defense. And now they're going to play Detroit. I mean, talk about a a game in which you can absolutely light the lamp on Detroit. They are going big game hunting. Dogs versus Lions. Give me the dog pound. Uh, Detroit has not had a consecutive against the spread result this year. They won their first. Then they've gone win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. That has been there against the spread this year. So it's time for the loss. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is that just every week. You want to talk about a teeter-totter team like the Saints? The Lions are the actual most teeter-totter team in the league when it comes to against the spread. It is incredible. They didn't lose, but now they're going to lose big. I'm going to tell you that right now. The Browns got crushed against New England. Detroit just played five quarters of football in the rain in Pittsburgh in a very, very physical game. Now they have a second consecutive road game in the rain against Cleveland. Give me a break. Cleveland gets Chubb back. We don't even know if Jared Goff is going to play in this game. Xavier High School, Tim Boyle might be the starter. Shout out Middletown, Connecticut. Huge. But Goff has one touchdown pass in the last five games. Like that is, <laughs> that's laughable. Absolutely laughable. <laughs> By the way, though, um, Detroit, you may try to run the football. That might be something that you try to do. But guess what? The Browns are third in the league in opponents' uh, yards per carry. Oh, the Browns are going to run it, by the way. And Detroit is giving up 135 yards on the ground this year. The last three games, that number has increased to 142 yards per game. The last three games. They stink. They're bad. They're the Lions. 
God love them, lose and lose hard this week, Dan, because it is going to be a Dan Campbell, not me. Uh, (laughs) It is going to be tough sledding in Cleveland. Give me the Browns minus 10. Yeah, well, I that line is up to 11 and a half, my friend. Oh, it's up to 11 and a half? You are getting juice up there big time. But, um, yeah, I don't hate the side. I mean – so you could read them like a book with that win loss with that win loss record against the spread. And yeah, I mean, Cleveland could not throw the ball at all. I, I mean, any concerns at all about Baker possibly being out? I mean, then case, you know, I case Keenum, we've seen him step in plenty this year. So I don't think it really hurts them too much. Obviously they have, that was one of the Brown strengths coming into the season, their depth overall, you know, they have a, a good backup running backs, good backup quarterbacks. They've kind of, you know, they haven't missed a beat too, too badly this year with having those guys fill in. So um, that is a big line though. I am not, uh, I am not with you on that one as far as top best five picks, but I don't think you're on the wrong side. That's for sure. Well, the last time we picked this huge line as number one, we got the Jags beating the bills. So I, I, I'm going to go against another cat on a big line with a, with a good North team. And hopefully this one sticks because the bills really let me down but I think the Browns are pissed off that they just got killed. And the fact that Chubb didn't play, I mean, and it's not like Chubb was like hurt in COVID. Right. Like, you know, and Demetri Felton will be back too. Like, you know, I, I, I think that, I think this will be an easy, easy win for Cleveland on Sunday. Okay, Maddie, give me your best shot. Hit me with that Pat Benatar. That's what we're going to play. Hit me with your best yeah. shot. Well, Pat Benatar. Uh, oh man, I am. We got another Titan of the NFL here. Maybe, maybe not anymore. We are going after the Buffalo Bills. We are going to take the Indianapolis Colts. I did say that I like them to still possibly make the Super Bowl. And if they're going to possibly make the Super Bowl on a dark horse, this is a game they got to win. Indianapolis catching seven and a half. Interesting stat I hear about the Bills. The Bills have only played two two teams with the defense inside of the top 20 the top 20 they've only played two they lost both of those games that was pittsburgh and tennessee you now got a top 10 defense in indianapolis coming in and i think that they're going to be able to handle them and, and force this game into josh allen's hands which is something that last year you wouldn't have wanted but this year they take away the run and they kind of get allen out of the pocket scrambling he hasn't been that great this year. He's been turnover prone this year when he's been doing this more. So it's supposed to be, I believe, ugly weather. Very, Dan, very sure bad weather. Have... Very bad weather. It's not my under the weather, but it is very bad weather. It's like 40 degrees, rain, sideways, 16-mile-an-hour winds. It's going to be bad. So I have much more faith in, in Indianapolis to be able to run the ball well with Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, they have a lot of injuries piling up. This is one that if, if Darius Leonard and or DeForest Buckner don't play, I am very nervous, very, very nervous, because, again, that's yeah. going to be crucial to their defense and the, and the run stop and just everything. Darius Leonard does it also. Really need him to play. Um, but I, I'm just hoping that they do. I think if they put this ball in and make Allen make the mistakes because he just hasn't been as sharp this year as, as, as he was last year. Uh, we saw this game in the wild card last year, 2020. Um, and it was a 27-24 game in Buffalo. Um, and that was with Phillip Rivers in that game. I will say that Carson Wentz, I do think, is playing uh, a little bit better than Phillip Rivers. It's not huge. The, uh, other thing, the other thing is that the Colts, or sorry, the Bills, haven't have played the weakest strength of schedule of quarterbacks. Again, not saying Carson Wentz is now toppling that list over it and, and, and dominating all those guys. But I, I do think that he has a chance to at least help them move the ball uh, just – can't turn the ball over, obviously. I mean, that's without being said. As long as he can, he can take care of the ball. Buffalo is making a, getting a ton of their points off of turnovers. So keep the ball in Jonathan Taylor's hands and not Carson Wentz's hands. But I think seven points for this Colts team is maybe a little bit too much. I think they keep it close. So here's my thing about this game and why I've stayed away from it is because everybody keeps talking about, you know the Colts being this great defense or the better defense than the bills have seen and all this stuff. And that they're, they're going to run the ball and the weather and all this stuff. And to me, like the bills defense is the best defense in football. And Carson Wentz is not at all a scary quarterback. He's PU. 
Quentin Nelson got hurt again last week, although he probably will play. Um, like this one is like, are we sure the Indianapolis Colts are going to go out out of their dome and out of their nice little barn and, and, and go into Buffalo where it's disgusting outside and, and, and play well. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't people saying that the Colts are built for cold weather and, and bad weather since when <laughs> the, Colts, the Colts play in a dome. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That is a, Difficult one. I would pray to God that you put that one also in the money line parlay so I can bet against the Bills because I am very anti Bills at this moment. I am locked into every game this week, but three weeks from today, like when we go play Buffalo, like I am ready to freaking go. So I'm hoping the Bills lose a couple. I hope they lose this game. I'm not that confident. I had the number at, uh, I think it was Bills. Minus, hold on, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, Bills against extreme ends. Bills minus 16. That was the number. Um, but again, I don't trust my numbers. I don't trust my numbers on that game. So kudos to you for taking the Colts. It's very, very scary. Godspeed. I hope you win. Yeah, no. I mean, I just, again, I'm really hoping they keep this game close. And this is, could just be another. Again, the Bills offense has looked shaky outside of, again, beating Agreed. up on the Jets and beating up on some other teams. Like, they didn't have a good effort against Miami. They didn't have – obviously, they didn't have a good effort against Jacksonville. So, I, I just think that <laughs> – I guess I'm saying I hope Carson Wentz makes less mistakes than Josh Allen. And that is, I mean, <laughs> talk about, like, spinning the roulette wheel on that. <laughs> what a statement to say. I mean, <laughs> goodness. But I will say this. The Bills have beaten who? Washington. Miami twice. Houston, the Jets, Kansas City, who's eh, like, and they have a loss against Jacksonville. Like, they might yeah. be the most overrated team, including by me, including by me. Because yeah, I, that's what I, all their their metrics are really juiced up because of the bad quarterbacks and the bad defense they played. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. All right, very good. Well, let's ride into three this week. Not not the four, but heck, we're we're still on par with each other. I like that. Any leans this week? Yeah. Leans are going to add that man. I'm really leaning. I think I'm going to be on Kansas city. I think we will be, I'll be going against you on, on, okay. uh, on the, no, not Sunday night, but the, the, the other, uh, the, the, basically the four o'clock primetime game. Um, Tomlin spot Sunday night football. Yep. Plus plus six and a plus six for the uh, Steelers. It's up <laughs> Just, to six now. I think so. I mean, I, I might have flashed at six earlier in the week. It might be down to five and a half. It might still be at five and a half. Um, but yeah, I like them. They don't run the ball well, but they consistently run the ball. So uh, yeah, we know that's the recipe against the Chargers. Uh, and then the other one, this is this is what I didn't have the balls to take. Jacksonville plus six and a half. Oh, I thought about that too. San Fran because just San Fran's – I still don't think San Fran's good. They just always beat the Rams. Like they just know how to play the Rams. Uh, and then all of a sudden you get – you know, again, you get Shanahan on the road, big favorite, notoriously bad spot for him. So I thought about the Jags. And then I also, again, man's back, Cam Newton. I, that, uh, that's another that's another game that I think I, I was on a flip-flop with. I can't talk myself more into uh, Washington's offense, at least was like capable enough. And their defense, again, maybe I'm thinking like, they might have the Von Miller effect, Chase Young out. The defense is going to play harder this week again. Like, they're going to really step up and play well. But I, there is an aspect to me that Carolina now, they've really committed to running the ball. And if you have Cam Newton back with Chris McCaffrey back and you commit to the run and you just control the clock and don't turn it over, you get into the red zone, you get the best red zone threat in the NFL right now. I mean, that's the thing. We only saw Cam run the two best plays that he runs. He ran two plays from the two whereas he is at his best. So I just don't know how he's going to look between the 20s. But if he could put up the same passing performance that P.J. Walker did last week, I think he can run the ball better. So that one was so tough for me to to be back and forth on those two teams. I was going to say, to put your faith in Cam Newton, like at this point, I I have no – we saw eight plays from him, two touchdowns. Like, I remember last year. (laughs) Right. You know, like that I'm was another one. Confident. That was another one that I talked about. Step, I felt like I was stepping in it with like everybody. Just again, like it's all a cam now with it, Matt and like the gift going going super viral with the I'm back. And it's like everybody's gonna be in on the Panthers this week. It just feels like so that that's the other part that just keeps me away. But it, awesome. it might 
be, I don't know. That might be the public team of the week. Also, the coach kind of knows who he is. Ron Rivera. I go coach over quarterback every time. Washington. So I really only have Pittsburgh in my leans. I have a question mark with Washington. I have a question mark with another team. Pittsburgh, the only reason I'm not putting them in yet is because of the TJ Watt situation. I don't know if he's going to yeah. play. Minka Fitzpatrick now has COVID. Ben still hasn't cleared COVID protocol. So I'll wait. I'll wait probably until Sunday. Um, my question mark with Washington, question mark with the Giants. Ten and a half points at Tampa on a Monday night. Brady off of two losses. I know, but why am I going against that man? But it's like, you know, I'm tempting fate, but I, I just think 10 and a half is a lot. I think the Giants, as much as I hate them, are a better team than people give them credit for. Yeah, that's a team that just pricked me in the ass all year, so I'm staying away from that. <laughs> I had that game at minus nine. So it was it's it's got 10 and a half for here. Value. It's yeah. A little bit there, but uh yeah, I don't really have much as far as the leans are concerned this week. Uh, Lewis, you got to bet the narrative? You know, I, I I really didn't think that you guys would like this so much uh, in terms of bet the narrative, but, uh, you know, the Chiefs are back. Oh, my God. That is the narrative that I'm hearing. That this is week. the narrative. Tell me I'm wrong, Danny. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe it. Uh, Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I kind of want to change the Colts to the Chiefs. (laughs) I'm sweating over a lot, but I won't do it. Also, Um, we went, went, what, nine nine dogs this week out of the ten? Yeah. I have not been here in, what, two weeks or so? So I could be off. I could be off. All I'm saying is that the Chiefs seem as though they're more legit than people are giving them credit for. Mm. Mm. So the curse. It, you know, whether they win this week or not, it, it seems very much so that they're right in line to make the playoffs and give everybody some scares. That's the, uh, you know, whether they win this week or not, it seems as though the Chiefs are right on back to where they should be. So. I'll leave, you I think with that. I'll leave you with that. Okay, that's 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 fair, and I get that. They beat the Packers two weeks ago without Rodgers. Now they beat the Raiders on Sunday night. They're going to beat the Cowboys here three weeks in a row. Like, are we gonna? Are we really gonna? The cow. Like, you know how high yeah, I was on the Raiders. I kept calling the Raiders time and time again. I know. Like three weeks, I said the Raiders were the narrative of the week. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This I, know. I haven't been here. I haven't been here. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is it's the Cowboys. By the way, do you believe in the yeah. Madden? Do you believe in the Madden curse? Or the, not the Madden curse, the Manning, the Manning curse, curse for this Monday night thing going on? Explain it to me. And so we did every, wait, every time. Did the Warriors Sunday, win last night? No, they, they did. They yes, did. they did. So, ah, yes, okay. Dray- Draymond broke. They killed them. They, they killed they, the Nets. They killed the Nets. So here's the Free thing. Free I'm sorry. <laughs> here's the thing. Who was on that Manning cast was also Philip Rivers. So right. to me, like maybe Philip Rivers loses in high school football coaching this week, but maybe the Chargers maybe go against them. Like okay. I don't know. Mm, stretch, we're stretching. Right. Are we stretching the curse a little bit? No, no, no. I I like this. I like this creative thinking. I like all of this. I do enjoy this, but I do feel as though uh, we've been so low on the Chiefs lately. And we've been so high in the Dallas Cowboys that we got to equal out at some point. <laughs> I say this is this is another Matt huge. Knows, yeah. This is another huge against the spread difference as far as Cowboys very very good against the spread record. Chiefs is been bad against the spread. But, in, but also, I haven't level. been here. I haven't been here in two weeks or so. I, I, I don't. I, you this know, this it, one is hitting so the way that Lou is like not loving it, but just keeps saying I don't it, love it. This, I don't love it. I am no. But when I look at the rest of the line, I don't love any of I, this is the only line I look at, and I go, man, oh, man, the Cowboys can be the same old Cowboys. Man, oh, man, the Chiefs could be the same old Chiefs. And we'd be right in line with the good old-fashioned bet the narrative bet. And it's I – like, I like the Cowboys a lot, though. That's the issue. That's where I'm drawing this hesitation is that, like, 
I, I remember when we talked about who's going to be in the Super Bowl, and I said mm-hmm. I said the Chiefs versus the Packers, and I kind of hesitated on the Chiefs a little bit, and clearly things have gone awry for the Chiefs. Uh, and then I said, I kind of <laughs> see a little, I see a little blue star, a little, a little Dallas Cowboys star in my premonition, the eight ball and the the magical eight ball. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, Danny. I was, you know, I, there's I, a lot. I, I can't read it to you. I'm sorry. There's, gotta, there's a lot you gotta going give me week after mind. week. I'm sorry. I, there's only so much I can do. There's only so there's much. a lot going on. This is where we drop the, the old Patrick Star thing. The machinations of my mind are an enigma. Like, but I'm a bit more complicated than that. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. Because that's that was Lewis basically telling us his entire creative process. It was amazing. Um, okay. Chiefs plus two and a half or minus two and a half rather is about the narrative. Yeah. The under the weather, I will give you, it is gross in the great lakes. It is absolutely disgusting. Cleveland going to be gross. Chicago going to be gross, but I like one other and it may fit into yours, Maddie. It may fit into your Colts pick here. I'm going to take the Buffalo Indianapolis game as the under the weather pick here. The reason being is because it is going to be 46 degrees. It is going to be 60% chance of rain on Sunday in Orchard Park, New York. Winds 10 to 20 miles an hour with a 14 mile per hour sustained wind gust. But here's the kicker as well that also fits into this. 52% of the bets are on the over. 98% of the money is on the under. And the under is 50. It's a very large number for a game that's wet. I like wet. I like precipitation. Bills, Colts. Yeah, I know. Bills, Colts, under 50 is the under the weather game. Bring your umbrellas. Did you tease me? You said it earlier. You're like, oh, it's not my under the weather pick. I knew it was your under the weather pick. Come on. Of course. Oh, no, no. I said, I said the other game, did I not? I thought I said, no. You're right. I did. I, I was did talking about Buffalo. You really you teased. You teased all of us here. I, I had to. I had to trick you. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of a of a of a trickeration status myself here. Uh, let's do the money line parlay real quick. Let's see. I think I know what it is, but um, I we need it. We need it this week. Well, it's two weeks in a row. We haven't hit even one. So we haven't even gone one out of two. So let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I, I mean, this one, like you said. I think you can see it coming. I mean, all of my picks are dogs, so I guess it could be any of my five. I don't have anybody outside of my five like I, I normally try to do. We are having the Houston Texans in there. Big game hunting there, plus 350. Trying to take down one of those Titans on that big those, that double-digit spread here. You know, getting some serious value out of them. Hoping Tyrod, the Ty God, is back. And we are going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. I've been in this spot before where I'm way too, way too high on the Colts. I have way too much riding on the Colts for one weekend. But – this is another big line. That is a uh, plus 265 money line, which gives you plus 1550 on the Ooh. parlay. Ooh. So uh, this one will help make up for uh, what sick we haven't hit since week four. So uh, this would make up for some lost time on this. This would obviously blow the bankroll out. It would make us so that we don't have to hit another one for the rest of the year. We do have to hit one more for the rest of the year. Yeah, but this one would make it so so nice to just sit back, relax, sit by the open fire, chestnuts roasting, and say that was a pretty good year on the money line parlays, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, it only takes three. Really, it takes three if they're making enough value. So that's that's good. You know, I'm I'm better at uh, losing than I am winning. So, <laughs> you know, in the, in in your in your occupation for this, that's not a bad thing. Um, so that is it. That is the money line parlay for this week. Um, let's go through the rundown really quick. I'm going to give you my picks first, and then I'll let you go, Maddie. Uh, my number five pick: the Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half. The Houston uh, again at Kansas City. Number four is the Houston Texans plus ten and a half at Tennessee. I like New Orleans Saints plus one and a half at Philadelphia this week. We're going to war against Aaron Rodgers. Me and Maddie arm in arm, hand in hand. Minnesota plus two and a half at home against the Packers, and I love the Cleveland Browns to uh, douge the Detroit Lions back into the 1950s, uh, Cleveland minus 10. Yep, uh, number five, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, that bad, bad man. We're hoping he catches an L this week. Finally, uh, Minnesota plus two and a half at home against them. 
Uh, we have Ty God getting 10 and a half on the road against uh, Tennessee with the Houston Texans. Uh, hoping that we don't have any Kyler. All, all, everybody sits out for Arizona again. Uh, Seattle plus two and a half at home against Arizona. Uh, New Orleans plus one and a half going into Philadelphia. And uh, Indianapolis Colts plus seven in the horrific weather up in Buffalo. Uh, and the Moneyline parlay is Houston and Indianapolis. I like the way you said Philadelphia there. Got birds. Got birds. Yeah, well. Going out of Luke's, get a little cheesesteak, you know. Not this week, folks. We're getting gumbo this week with New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> under the weather is Indianapolis at Buffalo under 50. We have a lot going on with the Colts this week. I'm not sure I like that. Yeah, that doesn't feel <laughs> good. <laughs> that is not good. Bet the narrative uh, with Lewis if you want to. Kansas City minus two and a half. Bet the narrative. <laughs> See? See what I say? It's like guys, there's an echo in here. Um, Maddie? I will see you next week. Thanksgiving is upon us. Yes, Thanksgiving is upon us. Uh, we are going to get together. We're going to break bread. We're going to play some golf, even though it's freezing, because we don't stop until the pins are out. <laughs> Jack Frost, baby. Let's go. <laughs> the Jack Frost, baby. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, excited uh, to see you it. in person. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Lois doesn't care. Lois, you come out. You can caddy for us. It'll be fine. I'll watch. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will see you soon. next week, too. <laughs> I'll bring you up a little Tennessee moonshine. How about that? Oh, oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the games this week. It's going to be a blast. Week 11 is upon us. Uh, I don't know how this week is going to go, but it as crazy as this year has been, I imagine that there will be some crazy upsets. Hopefully we get that money line parlay hitting this week as well. So for our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, and for Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, I'm Dan Zampano. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, wherever you get your podcasts, and on Sports Country Radio, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again, 11 a.m., 30 a.m. on Sundays to get your picks in. Follow us at the Sunday Card on Twitter. Be merry. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Enjoy it. You've been listening to the Sunday Card. <laughs>